Welcome to Grace and Glory Audio, featuring Pastor P.G. Matthew, Bible teacher and pastor of Grace Valley Christian Center, located in Davis, California. Today, Pastor Matthew continues with part two of the message entitled, As for me and my family, we will serve the Lord. And now if you have your Bibles with you, please turn to Joshua chapter 24. And now, here is Pastor P.G. Matthew. Turn to this 24th chapter of Joshua. See, one thing you must understand is there is only one people of God. There is only one way of salvation. There is only one covenant. God deals with people based on covenant. Covenant relationship is basic to Christianity. And you see that throughout the scriptures. One Lord. And without that understanding, one people of God, whether Jew or Gentile, one people of God. Not two people of God, one people of God. Only one way of salvation. There's only one Lord, and so on. So when you look at 24th chapter, you read it, some of you have read it, and you are impressed by the first person pronoun. It appears if you count it 18 times. First, there is the identification of the Lord. The Lord God of Israel says. That's the preamble. And then, what is it? Historical prologue in which the Lord says, I did it. I chose you. I led you. I saved you. I defeated your enemies. I brought you in the land and I gave it to you as gift. So verse 2 through 14 is speaking about what the Lord has done. Is that understood? What the Lord has done. In other words, I am the Lord. So you can have only two points. One is, I am the Lord. What's the second point? Anybody knows? You are the servant. I am the Lord. You are the servant. That is the covenant relationship. I'm the Lord and you are my servant. That's why another word that appears 16 times, the word ebed, which means to serve, 16 times. So the heart of Christianity is what? To serve the Lord. Does that make sense? To serve the Lord who saved us. And when you come to New Testament, we are told if you confess with your mouth, what? The same idea, the covenant Lord, the Yahweh of the Old Testament, translated in Septuagint by the word kurios, now given to Jesus in the New Testament. So the idea is Jesus is the covenant Lord, the sovereign Lord who saved you who chose you from all eternity, who came down, became incarnate. He gave his life for the sheep. He saved you. So it is false to say that you can receive Jesus as Savior and not as Lord. It is a lie. It is demonic activity that you can accept Jesus and carry on your sinful lifestyle. And this is what is happening today in the church. 
and I gave a lecture on that yesterday. The vast majority of Bible-believing Christians believe this idea that you can accept Jesus as Savior, but not as Lord. Translated, that you can accept Jesus and continue in your sin and increase in your sin if you want to. It's not true. So you notice, I'm the Lord. If you confess with your mouth, Jesus, Savior, is that what the text says? It doesn't say that. What does it say? If you confess with your mouth, Jesus, Lord, you'll be saved. But the idea is the same idea. The Old Testament idea is now brought into the New Testament. That nobody can be saved without acknowledging his lordship. Not only over the cosmos, not only over the nations, but especially in your life. Isn't that true? The same Jesus taught us to pray, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth. You are a Christian, therefore sin all you want. It is the most demonic and destructive idea that is like a flood coming into the church. Corruption. Did you hear any preacher saying that's not the way to go? No. Every day we are bombarded with evil. But we preach the gospel. 24th chapter of Joshua, first 13 verses says what? I am the Lord. And the second section says, therefore what? You are my servant. Same in the New Testament. Jesus is Lord, therefore I am a servant of Christ. St. Paul calls himself doulos to Christu, a slave of Christ, a born servant of Christ. Same idea. I hope if you are a Christian, then that's what you said. You are Lord and I am your servant who serves you exclusively. Remember Jesus said you cannot serve two masters. It is an utter impossibility. You cannot serve the Lord and idols. That's why we spoke this morning two times in this chapter we are told. Verse 14 and verse 23. What is it? What do you Throw away your idols. And I said this morning that those with idols should throw it away. Remember St. Paul, he was picking some twigs. And what happened? A viper came onto his hand. And did he pet it and massage it and play with it? What did he do? Shook it off into the fire. That's important. So that it will not destroy anybody else. Are you consciously picking up vipers? and petting it, and taking it home, and putting it in your bed, and living with it. I warn you, it will kill you. The Lord saves, demons kill. The thief comes to steal, kill, and what? Destroy. All right, so let us turn to the 
24th chapter and we will resume. And so we are looking at the stipulation and specifically verse 14 and 15 in the covenant structure. Now fear the Lord and serve him with all faithfulness. Throw away the gods your forefathers worshipped beyond the river and in Egypt and serve the Lord. But if serving the Lord seems evil, the word is not desirable, but what? Evil to you, then choose for yourselves this day whom you will serve. We must choose. Decision must be made. Today, tonight. Not to decide is to decide in favor of idols. Did you hear that? Not to decide is to decide in favor of false gods, in favor of the devil, in favor of demons, in favor of a lifestyle of sin, in favor of self-destruction. Choosing has consequences. That bad decision you made haunts you. Choose correctly. Choose the will of God because your choice either issues in blessing after blessing after blessing or curse after curse after curse. This principle of blessing or curse is a lasting principle in the history of redemption. You cannot just say that was in the Old Testament. It doesn't work anymore. You cannot say that. It is a lasting principle. And not only that, it is going to last even after this life. What you decided will determine whether you enter into eternal life or into eternal damnation. Very serious. We are thinking people, not animals. And we must make decisions. Informed decision. We must know who the Lord is and who the devil is. And we must make decisions. And it is true. We have made decisions that haunts us. And so, let's look at this. Choose today for yourselves. And when you look at this choice, the choice is between plenty of idols. Old idols, new idols. American idols, and whatever idols. And the true and living Lord. And I spoke this morning. What have these false gods done for you lately? Sin deceives and sin destroys. It does nothing that builds you up that edifies you. It destroys you physically, economically, spiritually. That's what sin does. That's what the devil does. It deceives you and says it is good, do it. And like the fish that swallows the bait and you are wearied and destroyed. Every decision 
has its consequence. Either it's a decision for the Lord or it is a decision for the devil. There is no third way. So what is, what's the choice? Choice is between plenty of idols and the Lord. Or put it simply, I said all idolatry is demon worship. So it is a choice between the devil and the Lord. And a sinning person is a stupid person because devil is a creature. The Lord is God over all. The devil destroys. The Lord saves. So it is between the devil or the sovereign Lord, creator, redeemer, and eternal judge. So here we are told the last line in verse 15, but as for me, now in the Hebrew it is emphasized, I myself, you see in other words you can do anything you want. You see notice he is not begging anybody, he is not pleading, there is no soft music being played, there is nothing and he knows these people are going to choose evil. And he says, this is what he's a minority. He stands alone for myself and my family. We serve the Lord. This is Joshua's resolution. But as for me and my family, we will serve the Lord. First, as for me, Joshua chose the Lord once for all while he was in Egypt. When he heard the gospel proclaimed to him by Moses and Aaron, that God plans to redeem you. He believed it. That's once for all choice. Every Christian makes that. The moment you savingly trust in Jesus Christ, you make that once for all choice. And then Joshua chose God daily. And moment by moment, that is true in our own life. We not only chose him once for all, but we choose him daily. You ch we choose the Lord and the will of God over against the will of the devil who is with us. And so Joshua chose once for all, and then he began to choose daily to serve the Lord. And so we are told in the Bible, he followed the Lord wholeheartedly. All his life. He had a different spirit. Different from everybody else. He had Holy Ghost. He was a charismatic. Believer in the. Authentic sense of that term. He loved the Lord. And served him. He belonged to a minority. Of two. Himself and Caleb. He never murmured. He always obeyed. As a spy, he brought good report. It's a wonderful thing to study his life. And he is saying, I have chosen the Lord, and I choose the Lord, and I will choose the Lord. All of my life is now around 110 years of age. What a life to be able to come to that age and say, I still choose the Lord. 
And then he speaks about his family. He had a wife, but she is unmentioned in the Bible. We are not told of her name. We are not told of Joshua's children. Godly woman. She was not like Mrs. Job, who said, curse God and die. Nor was she like Mrs. Lot, who refused to believe the gospel. The angel proclaimed that the Lord is about to destroy Sodom. But there is gospel for you. Get out. She said, no, he is not going to destroy I refuse to believe that gospel. You can go to a cave if you want. I refuse. How many people are married to women, wives, who are contrarians, who are a burden to a spiritually minded husband? And how many wives have contrarian husbands? I want to move toward God and she wants to move away from God. It's a tragedy. Such family is crazy. It's confusion. Never goes any place. But wife of Joshua was godly. She loved the Lord and hated false gods. There was no false god in her house. And she raised godly children who served the Lord. So I, my wife, and finally my children. Joshua had children. They were all confessing children. They were covenant keepers. They feared the Lord and ordered their lives in accordance with their father's godly example and biblical teaching. Just look at Joshua. His life inspires you to serve the Lord. Joshua was a general. He was also a judge. He had great national responsibilities. Yet he did not shirk his family responsibilities. He was a prophet and a priest and a king at home. Therefore, he was able to govern the whole nation because he governed his home. Let's turn to 1 Timothy chapter 3 that speaks about a preacher or a pastor and the qualification of a pastor. 1 Timothy 3 and verse 4 and 5. He must govern, manage his own family well. And see that his children obey him with proper respect. And then, if anyone does not know how to rule, manage, govern his own family, how can he take care of the larger God's family? We are living at a time we have fewer and fewer men who are rulers and governors of their families. It is a tragedy. Parents, fathers, and mothers in a corrupt culture at a time when churches themselves are becoming corrupt and idolatrous. At a time when people worship 
pleasure demons. Can you say, I choose to serve the Lord now and forever? Can you say, I and my wife choose to serve the Lord now and forever? Can you say, I and my wife and my children all together choose to serve the Lord now and forever? God doesn't look upon just individuals. He looks upon families. The promise is unto you and to your children. At Philippi, when you read the book of Acts chapter 16, the Lord saved Lydia and her house. And at Philippi again, the Lord saved the jailer and his house. God saves families. What about your family? Where have all the children gone? Do they serve the Lord exclusively? Or do they serve the Lord and bow? But let me tell you, no man can serve two masters. Awake, O oh father. Awake, O oh mother. Choose today to serve the Lord. To serve the Lord only who saved you. Resolve today to save with Joshua. As for me, I and my family, we serve the Lord. Fourthly, about the covenant, there are sanctions consisting of blessings and what? Curses. It's always the same. There is blessing for obedience. There is curse for disobedience. Turn to Joshua 24, 19 and 20. Joshua said to the people, you are not able to serve the Lord. He is a holy God. He is a jealous God. He will not forgive your rebellion and your sins. If you forsake the Lord and serve foreign gods, he will turn and bring disaster on you and make an end of you. It's serious warning. And you read the book of Deuteronomy, the entire chapter, it is the sanctions, the idea of blessing and curses. But let's turn to book of Deuteronomy, chapter 28. Nothing changed. It is still the same. Chapter 28. And let me read to you from verse 20 and following. Deuteronomy 28, 20. The Lord will send on you curses, confusion, and rebuke in everything you put your hand to until you are destroyed and come to sudden ruin because of the evil you have done in forsaking him. The Lord will plague you with diseases until he has destroyed you from the land you are entering to possess. The Lord will strike you with wasting disease, with fever and inflammation, with scorching heat and drought, with blight and mildew, which will plague you until you perish. Turn to Deuteronomy 32. Pay attention to this. 
beginning with verse 45. <clears throat> this is the last words of Moses in the covenant renewal he did. When Moses finished reciting all these words to Israel, he said to them, Take to heart all the words I have solemnly declared to you this day, so that you may command your children to obey carefully all the words of this law. They are not just idle words for you. They are your life. By them you will live long in the land you are crossing the Jordan to possess. We are not declaring empty words. We are declaring the very word of God that either gives life or destruction. Turn to book of Deuteronomy again, chapter 30. And here... Verse 19 and 20. This day I call heaven and earth as witnesses against you. This is the witness aspect of the covenant that I have said before you. Life and death. Blessing and curses. Now choose life. And apparently this generation did serve the Lord. Turn to verse 31 of chapter 24 of Joshua, Israel served the Lord throughout the lifetime of Joshua and of the elders who outlived him and who had experienced everything the Lord had done for Israel. That's why it was a great generation. But turn with me to the book of Judges, chapter 2, and let me read to you what happened to their children. If you lost your children, what joy can you have? Here it is. Judges chapter 2 beginning with verse 10. After that whole generation had been gathered to their fathers. Another generation grew up. That's speaking about your children. Who knew neither the Lord nor what he had done for Israel. Then the Israelites did evil in the eyes of the Lord and served the Baals. They forsook the Lord, the God of their fathers, who had brought them out of Egypt. They followed and worshipped various gods of the peoples around them. They provoked the Lord to anger because they forsook him and served Baal and Ashtoreths. In his anger against Israel, the Lord handed them over to raiders who plundered them. He sold them and so on. He first sold them to the neighboring people. Then you know 721 BC, the whole northern kingdom went into exile as slaves. Then in 587, they went into Babylon as slaves. Then in AD 70, they went to Rome as slaves. The whole history of the people of God is one of curse. One of destruction. Only a minority were faithful to the Lord. Shall we rise and let me plead with you. The Lord of the covenant has demonstrated his love for us. And that's what we are about to celebrate. Christ loved the church and gave himself for us. He is Lord and he saved us. And I, this morning, spoke how God led you and urged you 
to have a reflection, a historical review of your own personal life and marvel at the mercy and great love God has shown. In light of this historical prologue, let us love him and keep his commandments, which will result in our everlasting blessings. I plead with you this evening, throw away all idols, including the idol of selfism, self-centeredism. Confess exclusive loyalty to our sovereign Lord. As parents serve the Lord and so bring untold blessings to your children and their children for generations to come. What you choose matters for ages. Be careful to study the covenant document, the Bible, and do what it commands and avoid what it forbids. Govern the family for the Lord. Warn them as the watchman. Remember, we all must give an account to the Lord for those who are under our charge. I today set before you two families and you choose to emulate whichever you want. Two families. And I found them in the book of Joshua. One is the family of Achan. Achan was told the covenant stipulations. He knew it all. But he refused to obey. And he was caught. And his children were caught. And his wife. And his possessions. They stoned him to death. And burned them up. You read that in chapter 7. And I said before you another family. Which is the family of Joshua. He said. For me and my family. We will serve the Lord. May God bless all your families. And may you today renew your covenant and serve the Lord. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, you are Lord. You loved us. You chose us. You saved us. You brought us out of the clutches of the devil. You liberated us. You are Lord. We resolve purpose to serve you now and forever. Spirit of the living God, help us to choose daily the will of God. There will be a broad way to the right and a broad way to the left. But we will walk in the way of the Lord. We want to experience ongoing showers of blessings. Bless your people. Bless our families. Bless our children and their children and their children for generation to come. Lord, we speak about Joshua today. What a man he was. What a family he had. So God, help us to emulate Joshua and his family. For we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. You have been listening to Grace and Glory Audio, part two of this message entitled, As for me and my family, we will serve the Lord. Come back soon for more transforming Bible teaching from Pastor P.G. Matthews.